Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 334 and it is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, uh, first, we have uh, the the host of the Starting Five podcast, your main man, Dan Dinkins, the mayor. Welcome back, sir. Hi. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Uh, I just got to ask, though, Victor, with no disrespect. Yeah. With that thing hanging in the background, I know that there's a plastic covered chair somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this has been in my house like my whole life, so it's it's hey, always, I appreciate it. It's <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know, it's all love over here, bro. Oh, yeah. just oh yeah, I, I got you. It's all good. <laughs> And then uh, also joining us uh, live, he uh, is part of the Black Nerd Book Club, uh, Mr. Sean Andrews. Welcome back, sir. Our sponsor, by the way. Yes. Looks like you're on mute, sir. It was good, y'all. Hey. Happy to be back. Looking forward to the smoke today. All right. We're going to have some fun. All right, all right. Yes, and there's going to be plenty of smoke to be had for this uh, this week's episode. We're having our Best Hip Hop Producers Tournament. Um, so we're talking about the best beat makers uh, of all time, well, as per, as according to this 32 uh, producer bracket. Um, and what a time to have this kind of tournament, since this year marks the 50 50 year anniversary of hip hop. So uh, you know we're just gonna you know do it up in style. Uh, we're gonna like uh, show some love for some of the best producers in the game, past and present. But there can only be one winner of this tournament so there may be some salty feelings uh before during and after this tournament so you know uh whatever whoever you whoever you decide whoever you're rooting for let us know in the comments and then uh we'll uh we'll proceed from there but one more thing we do want to shout out our other sponsor the rhode island midnight basketball league two nights left we are down to the final four tuesday is the i mean yeah next tuesday is the championships and I gotta say, last night was a huge turnout. Last night was a bit, was a big turnout when we had the Elite Eight. But nice, okay, that's what's up. You ever been pulled over by Warwick Police Department? Yeah, I have. Sean, you? <laughs> nope. Oh, are oh, you still on mute? See, yeah. it's easy to know for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got their asses whooped. <laughs> Good. Good. As, as 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 well, they should pull me over for a stop sign. Running run a stop sign. I didn't mean to run a stop sign all those years ago. You know how it jacked up my insurance. Right? Yeah, that's what that, that's what for, it does for a couple of years. But whatever, man. I it's okay. I'm not I'm not bitter. But you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right, but, let, let's get to this. I, I already. I already know who I'm going. Y'all, I already know who I'm gunning for. Yeah. So, right. so quick question. First off, because I forgot to sound check with y'all. How do I sound? Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, because I've had experiences where I've been using my earbuds and the phone, and through what we're using tonight to record, sometimes the playback audio sounds crazy. That's uh-huh. one. But number two, let's define this. Because, like, I asked Carl, and he knows how much of a stickler I am when it comes to the word producer. 
Did Puff, did Puff make the tournament? No. No. Okay, because Puff is a producer. So we're talking about beat makers. Correct. Frank, primarily beat makers, correct? We're just yeah. laying this out on the table. For anybody watching, anybody in the comments, we're primarily talking beat makers because a lot of people don't understand there is a difference between beat maker and producer. Okay. And there's a huge difference. I'm not going to break it down now because it's not necessary, but go look it up if y'all know. You know, if y'all think you know, probably don't, but go look it up. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So, so yeah. Uh, you ready to kick? Let's kick it off. Yeah. yeah, let's kick it off here. So, like I said, this is a 32-person 32, 32, uh, uh, bracket. So, uh, may the best producer, uh, beat maker, win. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll kick it off starting with the old school. We'll go into the vintage golden era. Um, we're gonna kick off with the first bracket here: uh, Marley Marl versus Rick Rubin. So who wants to start off uh, to kick off the proceedings? I'll start Marley Marl. I think that was the uh, uh, yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna go Marley Marl. Rick has five. Yeah. We acknowledge that, but I just think that Marley Marl's discography compared to his is just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm I'm going Marley, but forget just the discography. The importance behind this man created the remix. He cre- he created the remix. Uh, the yeah discography, the amount of legends he put on by way of his beats, by way of Queensbridge projects. And, yeah, I mean, unfair to Rick Rubin. Obviously, we're going to pick the black man first. No shade to Rick Rubin. <laughs> but it's e- this is the easy Marley. Easy Marley. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Marley as well. Um, you know, you know, R- Rick Rubin is a certified legend in, in hip-hop. But, uh, man, you, you take a look at, like, a lot of the golden era, a lot of the great golden era records, like Mama Said Knock You Out, one of, the, one of Marley Marl's signature records. Like, that alone right there, for me, gets him to the second round. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Marley Marl as well. No, just the entire Juice Crew sound. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we got Marley Marl making it to the next round. Uh, next up, uh, also in the golden, era, golden Age, we've got Public Enemies' The Bomb Squad versus Prince Paul. Mm. I think you guys should actually pick an order on how we're going to pick, and then each round will rotate backwards. Okay. Yeah. So, mm. so, we'll pick, so, so, Victor, since you went last the last time, yeah. it's your problem. Okay. All right. Oof. Um, I'm, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm, I'm leading more towards the Bomb Squad. Uh, that PE that soundtrack, man, like in their early records. Alone and also Ice Cube's America's Most Wanted, it's 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 mighty. I mean Prince Paul, like with his work in uh, with like De La Soul, for example, it's 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 awesome in its own right. But Bomb Squad is just more powerful for me. I can dig it. I I'm going Prince Paul because you know Bomb Squad they introduced that noise that sounded like chaos, but it was more controlled chaos. Yeah. But Prince Paul is we can say one of the authors of the skits in ours, 
And even though we're talking about beats, but just thinking about his importance, because De La was one of the first groups, if not the first group, to introduce skits into albums. But it's all his work with early De La. Um, I literally was just listening to last night the Prince Among Thieves album, which mm. I would probably argue that that is the best concept story album ever. If y'all haven't heard it, listen to that. Then you got to go to his work with Dan the Automator, Handsome Boy Modeling School, phenomenal. Um, just his work across, oh, and then even recent projects, his Brookzilla. Like, Prince Paul has his sound can fit any era to where Bomb Squad, I'm sure they've been working, but we only kind of really know them with just Pete and his principal. Gotcha. Okay. Who's up? What? I said, who's up? Uh, you call. Yep. You win. You win. Yeah, I'm going to go Prince Paul. I'm going to go Prince Paul, especially on the strength of De La Soul. His work with De La Soul. So, yeah, Prince Paul. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, we can call this a dub for Prince Paul. It's just when you think about one, his impact on the art of sampling in and of itself, um, his work on the skits, and like, you know, expanding out to this idea of someone being a producer, he really, he made De La, you know, he gave them that sound bed. And then he was also working with a lot of other people. Right. Um, the Bomb Squad, we know them primarily for Public Enemy and Cube. And then they kind of faded out by the mid-90s. So, so I think it's a pretty easy win for Prince Paul here. The next one's going to be is... Gonna be a little more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. So yep. So three for Paul. Uh, one for Bomb Squad. So Prince Paul makes it to round two. Uh, real quick. Uh, what's up, John Nunez, in the comments? Uh, so yeah. Um, feel free to chime in what your picks are for the for the best hip hop producers tournament as we go. Uh, so yeah. Hey, Rick. I was gonna say to you just as a as a suggestion. Yes. I don't know if it's too late now or if you want to even offer it up for the next rounds. Yeah. The people in the comments, give them like 30 seconds to type their votes in. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, I already, you know, sat, I already shared that's, that's, it. So. That's something that we do on, on my show. So let's save that for the next round. Like We'll, we'll decide the first. Okay. I'm just giving offerings, though. I'm offering. I'm not trying to tell you how to bring your show. <laughs> no, not at all. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a good suggestion. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, next round here, uh, still in the golden age bracket here, we've got Easy Mo B versus Eric Sermon. Easy Mo Yeah, B. this one's tough on uh. Like, his work on Project Funk the World and Ready to Die alone mm. is kind of kind of washes a lot of people's work catalogs, like, in full. Yeah. Um, that said, I'm going to go with Eric Sermon because, like, I'm looking at the entirety of his body of work, and Eric, I listened to a couple of his, I listened to some of his work today, 
and it still sounds kind of fresh. Like, his work with Def Squad was likely way ahead of its time. Mm. And, you know, he brought so many dope MCs to the forefront with what he was doing. Not even to mention his work on EPMD. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you know, you get into the 2000s with his kind of reinvention and, like, with his solo albums. Yeah, it's a, it's got to be Eric Sermon for me. I hate to do it, but <laughs> it's Eric Sermon. Okay. Okay. Now, you shouldn't hate that because you gave an excellent breakdown for and kind of convinced me, even though it really wasn't that hard to convince me. It's just, I think Eric's work has been way more vast and reached more people. Now, Easy Mo B, certified legend, dude deserves more respect and more credit in every conversation of beat maker. But this is Eric Sermon, I'm sorry. He gets them done. Nick, I hate you for this one. I know. Oh, you're gonna get a lot. You're gonna hear a lot of that throughout this tournament. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but compelling arguments for both. I'm gonna go with Eric Sermon. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with Eric Sermon on this one as well. I mean, you you look you look at his work with EPMD alone, for example. Yes. Like, there's a reason why EPMD is like one of the most uh, one of the most sampled hip hop acts of all time, and yeah, man, I'm I I, I gotta go with Eric Sermon on this one from EPMD, Def Squad, yeah, music with uh, how he sampled Marvin Gaye, okay, yeah, 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 gotta go with the Sermon on this one. So yeah, so yeah, it's, oh, that was rough. Hey, Auntie. <laughs> Yep, so I guess we got Ooh. Eric Sermon going to the next round. All right. And then closing out this portion of the bracket here, you've got Q-Tip of Tribe Called Quest versus Large Professor. So. In the famous this, words. It's on, you, it's on you, Victor. Um, this one's actually pretty easy, but it's on you. Oh, man. Um. And my bad. I just realized I went out of order too. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Before the last one. Oh yeah, no worries. Um, is 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 it easy? I mean, um, you know, exactly, baby. You know, I'll you know, what, mental coin coin flip. I'll go at large, professor, on this one. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. And that, that's that's what I was gonna say. That, that's this is why I realized I went out of order. It's Large Pro. I think even Q-Tip would pick Large Pro, and it, 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 it's it's crazy because of how much I love Tribe. Yeah. But Hip is kind of a Large Pro disciple. Like a lot of Queens is Large Professor disciples, mm-hmm. and I mean even if you just go off the main sources album alone. Thank you. It's it's a tough battle. It's a it's a it's an uphill climb. Victor, you know, kick yourself in the nuts for putting this together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm gonna be the different one and go Q-tip, but uh, 
Yeah, it's pretty, you know, there's a beat down on that one. Mm. So we'll keep this moving. <laughs> okay. Uh, which So are we going up to the primo bracket or are we uh, going down to no ID? Uh, we can go to the primo bracket. Yes. Just to... All right. So round one is DJ Premier and Battle Cat, and yeah. I got this one. Uh, it's easy. One. I think it's Primo all the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that's a given. Yeah. No 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 question no question there. Yeah. So DJ Premier, I mean Gangstar. Enough said. That's it. Round that's two. It. <laughs> round two. I mean it's it's not as easy as y'all are putting it. But, yeah, I mean, my vote is Premier, too, so it is a clean sweep. But it's not as easy as y'all think it is because not many people are as familiar with the West and understand that, like, that Battle Cat is that dude. Oh, I'm like, not disputing Battle Cat, that. Battle Cat is that guy, but when you're putting him up against the greatest boom bat beat maker ever, it's, it does feel kind of like a wash, but... No, don't yeah. sleep. Don't sleep. I, I feel like against almost any West Coast producer, I would almost have to pick Battle Cat just because of the records that I love that he produced. Um, but it's but against, Primo is just the sound of New York. Like, when you think about New York City, you think about beats that are from DJ Premier, a dude that's from Texas, no less. Yeah. Which is so wild to me. But, yeah, on to the next one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, Primo gets to the next round. Uh, next round, we've got uh, the team here of DJ Paul and Juicy J, 3-6 Mafia, versus Dr. Dre. I'm a Dre fan. Yeah, I'm a Dre fan. All right. So that's one for, one for the doc. Dan, who you got? You know what? I'll jump in. I'm going with Paul and Juicy, and here's why. Good. Not because, not okay. the only, not only because I want to show them. Not only you know, Dr. Dre, certified legend, one of the top greatest ever. But Paul and Juicy were Paul and Juicy, and they did a majority of their work. Later career Dre, mid career Dre. He did a lot of the producing of said beats. Now, the clarity, the sound quality, all that, Dre's meticulous ear uh, uh, made things come out to be masterpieces. And he's gotten tons of credit for work that he was the producer on, but wasn't always the solo beat maker on. Correct. I'm giving my vote. I'm, and... and Again, though I love Dre so much, I do love that nightmarish, you know, if you want to even call it horrorcore sound of Three Six Mafia, heavily, and Paul and Juicy actually did the work. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was one or the other, they did the work enough to give each give themselves the credit solo, not on the Dre perspective. Well said. So yeah, we got uh, one for Dre, one for uh, Paul and Jay. Uh, Sean, who do you have? Dan convinced me uh, it's Three Six Mafia. Okay. Like, mm. like, so 
you know, full disclosure, I was not allowed to listen to rap because of one particular day in 1992, my mother came home and my four-year-old sister and four-year-old me were listening to The Chronic because my, you know, 15-year-old cousin had it playing. And she banned it from that day forward. I love The Chronic, you know, more than some relatives. That is an amazing album. But Dre's output, Dre's ear is, I think, what he's often prized for. And when I just I just pulled up um, the 3-6 Mafia production discography, just to kind of refresh my memory, I'm like, damn. Because when you listen, and it's also like, a, like you know when you're listening to something produced by 3-6 Mafia. You know when it's DJ Paul and Juicy J. So, yeah. So <laughs> Yep, Carl says it's the same. Same with Dre, but, but uh, your your vote your vote was full was pure trauma vote. Let's keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, y- y- y'all have some compelling reasons for for Paul and Jay, that's for sure. Um, I, I'm gonna have to I have to roll DRE on this one. Right, so we need we need a tiebreaker. So we'll need a tiebreaker. So. Commenters. Commenters. Comments. Yep. So that's when the commenters can come in. Uh, let us know who you vote for in this one. DJ Paul or Juicy J of 3-6 Mafia or Dr. Dre. Who do you think is to the best? To be fair, give, him, give us 60 seconds on this round, on this one. All right. Give us 60 seconds. Okay. While we just chop it up. Right? I mean, we all kind of make... And Carl, you're right. Dre does have... Uh, Dre... Uh, see, Dre... Carter does have a distinct sound, but again, to the way I kind of laid it out, when you really, really give some retrospective thinking to it, is but how much it, it, it's his sound because it's his ear mixing the records. But he didn't, especially 2000s, late 90s, he didn't always tap out all them beats. He did it. No, you're correct. Correct. He had like keyboard mailman on 2001. He had Scott Storch do some did some work on it. Camara Cambone did a lot of work on the on that album. So it's it's so just it, it is even tough. DJ, even DJ Poon on the early stuff. Yeah. Like I just, well, they like even Mr. Porter and Focus, who, if I'm being real, you know. Focus at one point, it seemed in the 2000s when they were still working on detox or pretending to work on detox, <laughs> it sounded like Focus had surpassed Dre in like a big bad way. Mm. Where you would hear Focus dropping stuff that he was just mimicking almost every producer that was kind of out at that time. I think he dropped four or five of those records. Mm. So, I mean, when you really think about Dre, you got to kind of think about. You can't just think about him in a vacuum just because he is so big. Okay. I, I got this. Yeah. Okay, I got this and because Roberto Gonzalez from Steambox, he actually, he sent me his bracket. Like, he completed it. Okay. I invited him here, but he couldn't make it. I think he's still out in the country. Rich bastard. <laughs> he's going to go with Dre. Okay. He went with Dre. 
I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually compelled. You know, I'm, I'm hearing some good things about, about your, your, your comments with, uh, with Paul and Jay. So we're gonna, if we could, we could flip a coin. We could do that. Yep. Wait, I don't got. I have a, I have a coin flip app right here. There's a coin flip app. Or, or rather, a website. Uh, so I'll have to do. Uh, this. So instead of human algorithm, you're gonna use computer algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know, we could, yeah, we could, we could do that. So, yep. So let me just flip the coin. So heads for DJ Paul and Juicy J, tails for Dr. Dre. All right. So we put it on the screen. So. Yep. So flipping the coin, uh, right here. Uh, oh, heads have it. DJ Paul and Juicy J. Give me a quarter. They, 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 they <laughs> Give me a quarter. Uh, I don't know if I. <laughs> Like we said, feelings are going to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for playing DRE, but uh, we got Paul and Jay on the next round. Uh, next next up, next matchup, we got Rockweiler versus Swiss Beats. Oh! <sighs> Swiss. What do you got for this one? Let's start with Sean. What do you have for this one? I'm going to go with Swizz on this one. Yeah. Swizz? Swizzy. All right, let's go for Swizzy. Uh, Rockwiler. I'm not mad at it. Rockwiler. I love Swizz, but if y'all know me well enough, y'all should know that that was was an easy pick. I mean, (laughs) Swizz is a great, but Swizz ain't going to be a go-to for me. It's easy. Okay. Especially when you want to talk about beats that you can just distinctly tell whose it is. Hmm. You know a Swiss beat like instantly. It's it's not that hard. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Swiss Swiss definitely has a recognizable style. Um, it is, but then you gotta think of like. From his early stuff when he was 18. Like, when he was 18. You know, the Rough Riders compilation from 99. Mm-hmm. Ride or Die Volume 1. That was the album that summer. Majority his stuff. Yeah. The Casio keyboard era. <laughs> hey, hey. There was. Hey, he, hey, he worked the, the original rap Nepo Baby. Mm. Memph Bleak, Memphis Bleak stuff. Jay Z stuff on Hard Knock Life. Yep. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Swizzy on this one. So, so yeah, we got two for, two for uh, Swiss Beats. Uh, Sean, you you voted for Swiss Beats as well. Yes, sir. Yep. So we got three. Yep, three against one. Uh, Swiss Beats has it for the next round. The next up. Uh, next one, this this one should be a should be an easy one. Uh, Trackmasters, the kings of like late '90s hip hop, versus Jay Dilla. Oh, Dilla. Yeah. It's Dilla. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Trackmasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was pretty much a wash. Yeah. A bad placement. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Yeah. Call this is. This is where you're supposed to have the drop, Paul. That's why he's the GOAT! <laughs> the GOAT! <laughs> like, 
that's why I had no problem picking Swizz. I'm like, it doesn't matter who I like. I know who's progressing after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we shall see. Well, more more on this later on. Uh, moving on to the uh, left, back to the left side of the bracket here. We've got two other uh, heavyweight producers here. No ID versus the Alchemist. It's Al. Okay, we got one for Alchemist. Our boy Al. Yo, and it sucks to go against No ID. Because, it does. Yo, like at a point, like like Chicago was all his. You yeah. know, even even arguably, even arguably, you can say that Kanye West still doesn't even stand over him as far as beat making is concerned. But the little bro. What Alchemist has done over the years, I mean, if you're simple and you don't know much about rap and you, you've only stuck to a certain area, the easy go-to is work with Mob Deep. Yeah. But forget all of that. You can go to him with Action Bronson. You could go to him working with like Freddie Gibbs, working with everybody. Mm. You know, some of his best works to me is him and evidence from uh, from uh, uh, dilated peoples and the step brothers and then him and oh no with gang green like yeah alchemist is alchemist deserves way more more flowers roses and all that good stuff mm. yeah very convincing point so i'll go i'll go with alchemist on this one yeah, yeah you know as much as I, uh, uh, it's never gonna not be wild to me that one of the people who makes quite possibly the most gangster beats is a white dude who grew up in Beverly Hills. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's life is funny. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, Alchemist is a cer- certified uh, living legend in his own right. Um, n- nothing, take nothing gets no ID, but I gotta go with Alchemist as well for this one. So yep, yeah, that's a unanimous vote right there. So he makes it to the next round. Next up here, we got two uh, two group two producing groups, uh, the Neptunes versus Organized Noise. Two southern based groups right here. Kick yourself in the nuts again. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I should have hit random at least a couple more times on this on the random.org, but. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a keep it interesting. You know, Neptune's got a lot of hits, a lot of enjoyable hits for sure. Um, but I'm going with organized noise in this one, man. Yeah. I have to. Outcast, Goody Mob. I mean. Yeah. Dungeon Family. Yeah. Organized noise I, for me. I, 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 yeah, no, I'm going with Neptune's. Mm. I'm going with no one ever really dies. They and and you guys, I mean, did y'all really did we specify this is just kind of rap names? This is this is rap. This is hip hop. We talk hip hop culture. All right, hits with bigger artists. It's it's the Neptunes. I I love I love organized noise. I love that whole camp. I love you know the whole Dungeon Family camp, but just Pharrell and Chad's versatility. Versatility, and thank you, Nori, because there's a good good chance, you know, we 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 might not know who Pharrell is like that, or the Neptunes are like that, 
if it wasn't for Nori being, quote, unquote, the first to kind of truly put him out there. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I got I got to stick with uh, No One Ever Really Dies. Okay. That was a good album. Both versions, they put out a hip hop version and, uh, um, and a rock version. Uh, the work with Jay Z, the the work with so many artists. Their rap hit, their rap hits are legit hits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I hear y'all, you know, valid points, but. I still got to go with Organized Noise on this one. Who's this? Oh, Lou. He was on the show before. Okay. All right. And we got to tie... We, we, oh, thank you, God. We have somebody oh, joining in because we need a tiebreaker. Here comes a new show. <laughs> I didn't go on this one, y'all. So uh, I'm going with the Neptunes. Yeah, Neptunes will take my point. <laughs> they, they will take my vote. Okay. So, so you got three for the Neptunes. Uh... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, welcome, welcome back, sir. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Hey, this is my boy Luis. Y'all caught me at old man hours, bro. I'm over here drinking my cafe con leche, bro. I'm getting ready for bed. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Well, you just came in at a good time. Uh, we're at the um, we're at the uh, producer round between the Neptunes versus Organized Noise. Uh, oh shit! Yep. <laughs> I'm going with organized noise, but uh... damn. I mean, shit. That's tough. How do you go against Neptune's though? They got so many joints that I that are like recognizable instantly. Like yeah. Dude, 23 years ago, Jay Z's give it. 23 years ago, that Jay Z's give it to me came out. 20, that was 23? 23 years ago. Damn, what is And you time, listen to that man? shit, and it sounds like... I mean, it, it came out yesterday. I still yeah. play that on the regular. It still sounds like it of came course, out yeah. today. Yes, I play it. I'm, I'm going to play it on Friday. Odds are. And, and little me and little me still ain't collecting no publisher on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yeah, Lou, your vote is kind of... That, that's not like, neat. That's uh, Spox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Emilio Spox was the, was on the hook. Oh, man. Yeah, I, that's, I, I gotta go. I'll go. I gotta go Neptunes. I can't. I can't vote against them, bro. I really can't. It's just... It's just that's, I want to say it's almost unfair, but... Because just Neptunes just has so many... There's so many smackers that, that you play it anywhere and it's instantly it gets people hyped, like... I can't vote against them. All right. Well, so, my boy, I gotta say, you missed a lot of the unfair ones unless you were already listening. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was watching Dynamite. I didn't even know this shit was going on, bro. I'm out of the podcast loop. That's all good. All good, man. All right. So yeah, um, you know, we light a candle, run laps around the English Channel. Neptune's got a cocker spaniel in the second round, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Boss, uh, boss, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you finna, yeah. you finna make some. I, I swear, you finna make some enemies with this tournament, uh, uh, as I'm you sure. usually do. 
And speaking of enemies oh, and, okay. and Gary Threat, uh, you're missing. Uh, you you come just in time for this next uh, next round here, which I'm sure will get me a lot of friends. By friends, I mean none. Ninth Wonder versus Madlib. Ninth Wonder versus yeah. Madlib. I gotta come off mute for this one. Victor. Yes. When I come to Rhode Island, we fight. <laughs> <laughs> this one ain't like this. If you had Dilla judging this, this is like watching his favorite son and one of his other and his other son fighting. Mm. And it bought like I got the fucking minstrel show on the wall signed by night. And I'm like, damn. But it's Mad Lib. Mm. It's, it's I'm not, not mad at you. <laughs> like, when you really think it's it's really not, like, the last... When you just think about his work uh. on... You take Pinata and Mad Villainy. Yep. Two mm. albums, 15 years apart. Both still, like... Sounds as fresh as ever. He literally, like, and he can do everything. Mm. And this might be controversial. I don't know how many of y'all read the Dilla biography, but, you know, Dilla, the style that people really credit Dilla for at the end, like towards the end of his life, was really him kind of looking at what Madeline was doing. And that's not even. We'll have a longer discussion about that. <laughs> and I want you, like, I really need everybody to read that book because it is amazing. But, um, yeah, it's. It really is Madlib. Like, every kind of lo fi producer you see these days. Big facts. It's Madlib. Mm. Even, even if you want to get funky with it. His work is Lord Quaz. Like, those weren't strictly just kind of low-fidelity beats. They were funky. They were different. And the fact that he's kind of a funny rapper, so I, I just close that out. Stop my soliloquy. It's Mad Lib. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, who you got, Lou? Man, I feel a little... Uh out of my wheelhouse here because instantly for me I gotta go I, I go Ninth Wonder because um, I'm not all that up on Mad Lib but I will definitely do my homework um re- I, I just read sure. it right now like Lou I got you Lou I got oh, you that, you need Mad Lib I got you say no more fam <laughs> absolutely I'm in the right place but uh I mean Ninth Wonder for me just because of Obviously, I've known I'm a little more familiar with Ninth, but I'm not going to add anymore because I'm. It's like unfair because I'm not too familiar with Mad Lib. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, one for Mad Lib, one for Ninth. Uh, Dan, you got uh got your vote ready? One one punch in the face for Victor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nah, it's 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 Mad Lib, and to be honest with you. Though this is unfair to Ninth Wonder, it's not even close. It's it's really not. 
It's it's it it by like fucking leaps and bounds. It's not, and I say that because I personally consider Madlib the best beat maker living, because Jay Dillon doesn't share the same eras as us anymore. Okay. Literally, like that that dude can do everything, and anytime he comes out of any of his holes, it's just it's the vibe is just special, and then. Like like Sean said, that connection with one of my favorites, one of my top fives in Doom, like there's literally not many bigger Doom fans on the planet than me, literally created a masterpiece of an album with that man film. Mm-hmm. And then you just go listen to his B tapes, just his B tapes and just like this dude was he he is on some shit. He is on another planet. He ain't like the rest of us. <laughs> this man is not like the rest of us. And literally, he can do any style that you can think of. It's madly easy. Okay. Right on. Uh, what you got, Carl? Uh, I just did my homework. Madlib. Okay. All right. Madlib. And trust me, I loved Threat. I loved the menstrual show. I, hell, his beat that he did with Memphis Bleak called All Right. Like, yeah, this was tough, but I had to go Madeline. You know, I was like, um, I initially was going to go with Ninth Wonder, but... You know, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Madlib on this one because I'm, I'm hearing some, I'm hearing some uh, some compelling points, and plus I'm, I'm thinking not just Mad Villainy but also uh, Shades of Blue. Uh, that album was was also very enjoyable. That's one I've always listened to like every now and then, like for for, for a few years. Especially if you like if you're a jazz fan, John Coltrane. That's also a really really right, good compliment. Victor, not to cut you. Yeah. But yesterday's new quintet. Yeah. From Madlib. Yesterday's new quintet is him in four parts, hmm. creating the damn a jazz like a jazz album. Oh. It's him. It's all him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to look for I'm that. I'm telling up. you, this dude is from another. This dude is from another planet. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look for that record for sure. Yeah. Um, yesterday's new quintet. Okay. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm gonna fire up that Spotify. It's called album. Stevie. Yeah, it's called Stevie. Okay, yeah, I'm off to follow. I'm gonna fire up my Spotify for tomorrow's commute for that. Okay, so yeah, so Madlib uh, makes it to the next round. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I think I kind of played myself with this uh, that part of the bracket there, but you know, it's it's whatever. You Listen, know? with all the punches in the face that pretty much everybody's gonna give you, you're gonna end up looking like Martin after Tom after this fight with Tommy Hearns. <laughs> oh man, but uh. So, like, this bracket is so heavily weighted in certain areas. I'm looking at it again. God damn. Call even more recent. He's going to look like Errol Spence Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, you know, um, we'll, 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 we'll we'll see, we'll, we'll see you with the, with the next round. Um, Next round should be a bit easier. Uh, We've got uh, DJ quick legend of the West coast Mm -hmm. versus Carl's favorite producer, or one of his favorite producers, Just Blaze. I'm going Just. I, I'm going Just. You can't. Nope. You going Rockefeller Records? Okay. Okay. Just Blaze. All right. So we got one for Blaze. 
yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Blaze on, on the strength that you know I'm I'm a bit more familiar with with Blaze's works and yeah, man, I mean that that Rockefeller sound he was that it was his sound yeah he defi- he he defined that defined an era in his own way and yeah you, you got to give Blaze his flowers so I gotta go with him on this one no disrespect to Quick but yeah I'm just more familiar with Blaze's work but uh, uh Sean who you got for this one. It's just Blaze. Just Blaze. All right. Uh, Dan? I'm going with Quick just to show him love because this is another one of those disrespectful ones that <laughs> like, I, I, I knew Just Blaze was coming eventually. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was against Quick. I don't have this. You know, I, I saw the brackets in the time, too. I didn't have it memorized. Mm-hmm. You know, if y'all hear the wind, I'm at work, so I'm sorry. That's why I lost camera. But, yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just giving Quick the uh the, the show love mode. Mm. Okay. Right on. And Lou, uh who you uh, j- just blaze. Yep. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's what all due respect to DJ Quick, because DJ Quick does fucking thing and he's got joints. But mm. come on man. This is a little this is a little unfair. <laughs> At least that was a little I know I just jumped in here, but that's a little unfair, bro. Okay. Right. I just sent you the bracket too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. I'm, I'm mad that I missed the. Who won with the. Uh, who did y'all go with with uh, Large Pro and Eric Sermon? I'm assuming Large Pro. Uh, oh, Large Pro and Q Tip? Well, large, large, it was Large Pro versus Q Tip, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, damn, that's a little. That's harder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, nah. Large Pro. All right. Nah, he lost 3 to 1. Uh, large Pro won 3 to 1. Yeah. Q Tip. Right. And and to shock you, which I, I if you really listen to the arguments, Dr. Dre got balanced in the first round also. But you had to you had to hear the <laughs> arguments to understand why. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, rounding out this uh the first first round tournament, we got uh four more rounds here. Uh, we've got a Cash Money Records, Manny Fresh versus Boy Wonder. Mm. Hey, bro, Manny Fresh is nice, yeah. and I, 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 I'll, I'll be straight up. I don't know why y'all called me, cause y'all, you got DJs in here who actually <laughs> know what the fuck they're talking about, and I, I'm like unfamiliar with a lot of names on this list, so. I hear Manny Fresh. I'm going Manny Fresh. I, I bump Manny Fresh songs every goddamn day in my fucking car. Every day. It's pick up, pick up, Manny Fresh. Musical genius can do this. Fresh. And and fellow DJ, legit, like, and he's nice. And it's Manny Fresh. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Manny Fresh as well. I mean, I've been listening to 400 Degrees. Uh, like the past couple of weeks, and that album still bangs. Like twenty five years later, like there's some joints on there that, oof, like, like four like the title track four hundred degrees, the Ha remix, Run for bro, it. It's just it's just the Man. way some of them songs hit in the fucking car, bro. It's all yeah. about the car. Like that joint. I'm not gonna recite any of the lyrics, um, but that joint, Neck of the Woods, which I think I believe in hip-hop lore has the record for the most n-words used in one song uh that song (laughs) is crazy in my car 
crazy, bro. Oh, man. Plus, Victor, did you, since you was just knocking that out, did you listen to their, or watch their Tiny Desk? Juvenile's Tiny Desk. I did, yeah. I still haven't watched that. One of of the most fun watches of a Tiny Desk. It was, yeah. I liked how he uh, did did an encore for Back That Ass Up with the, with the, Bassist and the violinist. Oh. That was, and John oh, Baptiste. That was, that was okay. Then yeah, yeah definitely gotta watch that. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I'll go with Manny Fresh. Like as I'm doing the as I'm doing the homework, there was a lot. As I'm doing my research right now, there's just a lot of songs that Boy Wonder did that I didn't like. So it's like, all right. Yeah. What's some joints that Boy Wonder did? Because I know the name, but nothing's triggering. Uh, best I ever had. Uh, work by Rihanna. Um. Oh wow, that's like yo. Damn. Deja vu for J Cole. Um. Nah, he he. All the names you're mentioning, he lost. Right. I'm sorry. He did God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> he lost. Sean, did you uh, have a vote? No, I said Manny Fresh. It wasn't really a hard decision. Yeah. I Like, Boy Wonder makes good beats, but I don't listen to those artists enough to to be able to say he's winning against Manny Fresh when I still listen to old Cash Money shit today. <laughs> he did do the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales he's, soundtrack. He's a Latino from he's a Latino from Brooklyn. Goddamn, is it really? Dude. Yeah. Wait, Boy Wonder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, I really love that work song by Rihanna. I what? hated that song when it came out, and then all of a sudden I ended up loving it. <laughs> so my part of Brooklyn because I'm I'm currently driving around at work in Crown Heights. It says Brooklyn, New York, New York. Oh, okay. No big deal. He still lost anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So so I guess I got to be first up on this next one. It's the RZA for me. RZA versus Habit. Well, he didn't even read it yet. He didn't even read it. Yeah, RZA versus... you mentioned RZA. Havoc of Mob Deep. Yeah, I'm going to go oh, with this. Yeah, RZA. Oh, shit, RZA, man. Are you kidding Clean sweep. It, this ain't fair because Havoc yeah, is a monster. Havoc, yeah, Havoc is dope. Filthy. He's amazing. Yeah. But, but not RZA? Habit. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't compare against fucking the, the Fatal Flying Guillotine, bro. Like, that's, yo, that's too much. I listened to Liquid Swords today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. I listen to Protect Your Neck a couple times a week. <laughs> it's just like, yo, it's it's not even close. I'll never, never forget when Enter the Wu-Tang came out. I was in high school, and I was walking home from school with four other of my homies, and we all we weren't talking to each other at all. We all had our, like, uh, our Walkmans on, headphones, and we were just walking. And we're like, what you listening to? Answer the, what you listen to? Answer the, what you listen to? We were all listening to the same fucking tape. And we were just walking in unison going, so I don't even know where we were going. And we weren't just talking. It was crazy. Like, that shit is like a, it's no, that album is just, 
it was a it changed everything. As someone who was five when that dropped, I can only imagine what that choice was like having to get that album and bypass like. Midnight Marauders, and I think yeah. those style dropped either the week before or the week after. No, nope. November 9th, 93. They both dropped on the same day. And as the one Staten Islander on this show, there's a reason why they say Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Mm. Next round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, Havoc. Um, we love the infamous, but yeah. I mean, it's the Abbott we're talking about. So the Abbott makes it to the next round. Uh, next one, this this round is quite disrespectful. I think we all know who's going to win this one. LP yeah, this is... versus Pete Rock. Pete Rock makes it to the second round. Let's move on. Okay. Well, I want to hear Pete Rock versus who? LP. Pete Rock versus who? LP. 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 Run LP? The, run, yeah, run the jewels. You know. LP. I'm picking LP. I'm just for, you know what? I'm, I'm just for, for love and sympathy. I'm picking LP. And part here's why. I literally was just talking and sitting to Mr. Lynn, the DJ of Company Flow, on Saturday. And funny enough, before I even was introduced to him, I was blasting Eight Steps to Perfection while parking my car at my friend's brewery to hang out with these people. So little did know the one of the, the third person, well, the first person that I met was Mr. Lynn. But Company Flow just has attachment to me that is, even though Pete Rock, in my opinion, created the greatest record in hip-hop culture history yeah. in Troy. Mm. But I'm giving my vote to LP just off the level. I, I, I can understand why y'all sweep it, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so... Oh, you already know. Like, I'm going Pete Rock. Pete Rock? All right. So, yeah. Becca and the Soul Brother makes it to the next round. And and uh, rounding out the, uh, concluding the first round. This, hard. this one This one is actually much easier than you think. No. Uh, we've got Timbaland versus Scott Storch. And so we can all explain why Timbaland won this round. Oh. So let's go on. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with, I'm, I'll go first. It's Timbaland yeah. easy. It's kind of easy because a lot of Scott Storch's work is adding on to what others did. Yeah. So, yeah. so he, he has his own, but it's I. not. I.e., as the, as the one we mentioned before, Dr. Dre. Right. He was, uh, he was a large part of, like, the middle era of the Roots at one time. But it's always a part of a team. Scott Storch had some joints on his own with some hits, but not a, not a catalog that can even scratch the surface of Timberland. Nah. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, and Timbo's all over the place. I mean, he's R&B, rock, I mean, hip-hop. He's, he's, his beats aren't fucking, they're like infectious. Uh, that, that, uh, speaking of cars hitting, songs hitting in cars, that fucking Missy sock it to me, bro. Yep. <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> Whenever that shit comes on in my shuffle in my car, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. So all the windows are down. I'm lighting something up, and I'm speeding. Like whenever that shit comes on, yeah, we might have to check the credits on that because Missy might have made that too. Because Missy was dope as well. Yeah, yeah. But here, here's my case yeah, for sure. Tim, here's my case for Timberland. Watch the movie Fade to Black, the Jay Z about you know the Jay Z Madison Square Garden concert, and they actually show like studio footage of when he was um, 
when he was making dirt off your shoulder. He played about two or three beats. One of them was The Potion by Ludacris. The other one was, uh, it was another song by uh, Brandy that Brandy wound up using. But, like, you could tell, like, Jay was just like, okay, this is is somehow, but then once Jeff showed the hit, it was a wrap. Like tear off your shoulders. Yeah, Timbo. Uh, Timbo did uh, "Socket to Me," uh, and I like his song. Those albums he done, he's done too, like those solo albums that he's done, like with all the different artists on his shit. Um, yeah, I love "Carry Out" with Justin Timberlake. That song, that one song with um, with Nelly Furtado and So Shy. I forgot what that shit is called. Um, the more and after that song was fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, I got a fun. I got a shit. fun fact for you, Paul. Go ahead. Since you mentioned that movie, since you mentioned that movie, I believe that studio, all that that studio session, one of my one of my business partners at HABG Media, T Smith, was behind the camera on that. Get out. That is yeah, fine. I believe, I believe he was there. Nice. All right. So yeah. I don't know, how can I watch that? So yeah, you got uh, Timbo making it to round two. And uh, and if y'all and if y'all were mad about mad about the first round, mad at me, well, you're probably gonna hate me uh, forever with the second round matches. Uh, so going back to the uh, first uh, part of the second round bracket, we got Marley Marl versus Prince Paul. Round two. Prince Paul is picking Marley Marl. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> So got, <sighs> there's there's my vote. All right. This one. one's hard, but I'm gonna go with I'm I'm gonna go with Molly Ball. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna third that. Just I grew up on Molly Ball. Okay, so you got two for Molly. Paul's sweet. Uh, who who do you got, Sean? Paul's sweet. I'm going Molly Ball. Paul. Okay. Molly Ball. No, he's going oh, Molly Ball. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'll throw a little sympathy. Uh, Prince Paul's way, give him a vote, but that that makes it a uh, three to two, for in favor of Marl. So no, that makes it four to one. Oh, four he to didn't one. hear me correctly. Yeah, yeah I yeah. said Prince Paul will pick Marley Marl. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh so gotcha. that means I'm picking Marley Marl. <laughs> okay, oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, uh, well, in that case, uh, Prince Paul, uh, thanks for playing, but the prince unfortunately will not get the crown. So uh, Marley Marl makes it to round three, the uh, quarterfinals. All right. Next up, now this one's gonna be a tough, tough, tough contest yeah, right here. Yeah, got, it is. Got, I mean, I, I'm gonna need some, K, I'm gonna need some uh, yep. convincing on this one. Yep. So we got Eric Sermon versus Large Professor. No convincing needed. It's Large Pro. Mm. All right. Okay. One for the one for the large pro. Yeah, it's working. Um, I'm gonna go with Eric Sermon on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Eric Sermon. Okay, two to one. I'm hearing locomotion on that from that Nas album in my head right now. That was a large pro. That I I can't vote against him, bro. And I bumped his his solo project for a long time, because uh, when that shit came out, I didn't even understand like how a 
like he's like a producer and a rapper at the same time, and he came out with his own project, and that shit was all over the place. Um, and I love Eric Sermon. Don't get me wrong. Like he's 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 got some joints. He tried to get Alfonso Hunter over. That didn't really work out. But some of the whoa, what the hell happened to the screen? Am I here? Am I not yep, here? You're yep, yeah, you're good. Wow, my whole screen right now is like scrambled. That shit looks nuts. Um, it's like watching a pay yeah, view during the nineties. I want to get too long winded, but I'm gonna go with Large Pro. Okay. Got large pro. So Lou is watching porn on UHF? Yeah, it's, like, it's just like back in the day when I'm I'm watching like the swirl. I'm trying to see a, a titty somewhere. It's like, I'm having on my screen. Uh, uh, Sean, what Sean, what do you have for this round? Uh, I'm going with uh I'm gonna go with Eric Sermon on this one. Okay. Alright, so to a close match so three to two uh so sermon has it uh very close for, for the professor but we got one half of epmd death squad making it to the quarterfinals all right so uh moving on to the uh next bracket on the right side um we got dj premier versus dj paul and juicy j primo i'm gonna tell you something i'm gonna tell you something right now you you Anytime DJ Premier comes up in this bracket, just automatically give my vote to DJ Premier. There is no fucking way that I'm ever voting against DJ Premier. I wouldn't say that in any round. Yeah, just just sim to the finals with Premier um, for me because there ain't no way. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, remains to be yeah. seen. He, he gets he gets my vote this round though. I made the crazy compelling case for three six the first round. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's all premiere. And though Paul though though uh Juicy J actually is a decent DJ, their 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 scratch hooks will never have anything on what, what uh Premier does. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's not even close to me. It's DJ Premier all the way. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go with Primo. I mean, that's it, it, it's a given. I mean, three six, three six versus uh, the the main beatmaker of Gangstar. I mean, I mean, look, if there. DJ Premier was able to make that group home album listenable, when you have Malachi the Nutcracker, who's quite possibly the worst rapper on the face of the fucking earth. And me and Dan have uh, argued about this. I knew, I knew your icon was going to pop up. We've argued about this many times. His name is Malachi, but Malachi is fine if you're going to say how bad he is. I heard, but I've heard him call himself. I've heard him call himself. I'm, I must be bugging because I could have sworn he called himself Malachi the Nutcracker on, a, on that album at some point. That's why I said it. But I could be wrong. I will defer to the DJ. But yeah, if Primo could make that album, <laughs> if Primo could keep that album still in my rotation to this day with them doodoo ass rhymes, then I, I I can't vote against Primo. Oh. I feel like everybody's kind of unanimous here. Oh. And I feel like this next one is going to be playfully disrespectful, but I feel like it's going to be the same vibes. So mm. can we just move Dilla to the next round? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Nobody thinking about those Casio beats <laughs> compared to Dilla. Yeah. That's why he's the goat. The, <laughs> the goat. goat. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I think. He's not even fair. I, 
Yeah, I, I think out of respect for uh, hip hop as as an art form, as a genre, um, we cannot in good conscience vote for Swiss Beats over Jay Dilla. We, is my, we is, just can't. I got love for Swiss. Yeah, I'm not, not, not hating on Swiss, but. but Swiss Beats would tell you Jay Dilla. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he would. Swiss, Swiss will tell you it's actually Swiss, first off. Because it is two Z's. Everybody calls yeah, me Swiss. Like, I always call Swiss Beats. <laughs> but, but, but Swiss, I think everybody Swiss, does. Swiss, Swiss is Swiss cheese on this one. Yeah. 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 He, 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 Sean was right. Even Swiss would even say that. Yeah, hell, even Alicia Keys would vote for Jay Dillis. So there you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could strip it down to just talking about, all right, who has the better drums? Uh, it's not a debate. Like, no, <laughs> but even that, even even that argument was just disrespectfully unfair. Yeah. Because when you just look across the board, who has the better drums? <laughs> Nobody's ever touched what Dilla's done. No, no, that's true. But yeah, uh, Jay Dilla uh, makes it to the quarterfinals. Uh, going back to the uh, other side of the bracket, we got uh, the Alchemist. Versus the Neptunes in the handicap match. ALC. Okay. ALC. This is this one. This one. If we're talking pure rap, pure rap in Alchemist, like 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 Sean said earlier, like just the griminess, the dirtiness, while sounding clean. But y'all get what I'm saying. Yeah. And just the vast variety. And then, even too, when it comes to the rappers that each work with, like, yeah, the, ne- the Neptunes work with the biggest artist in the game. But Alchemist's catalog, as far as just the you know, quantity of rappers he worked with, and even, like, it's just a happy, it's a more balanced team for me with Alchemist and, and who he's worked with and what he's done. Okay. In rap, in rap, that is. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, damn, this. This is tough. This is a tough one. Uh. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. I the was, day grinding. I'm sorry. Okay, go go ahead, ahead. The day grinding came out. It's like Pearl Harbor for cafeteria tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the work on the, their, the clips alone. I mean, Neptune's presents the clones. Like I bumped that CD like religiously that summer. Then that was a lot of music that came out that summer too. But like, I think the challenge is, what of the Neptunes? I kind of look. What have you done for me lately? Hmm. And Alchemist every year. He drops heat. Yeah. I'm really trying to point. Currency, <laughs> Griselda, Ready Gibbs, Obi James. He's dropping a project with Pusha. <sighs> like, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I'll go, Al- I'll go Alchemist. Sorry, Pharrell. 
Put yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the alchemist train because it's like I want I want, cause I was trying to think of the right word because I I wanted to say like alchemist because more creative is not the right word I don't have the vocabulary to kind of describe what I feel like alchemist his music is more kind of like more experimental a little bit like it, it's like he takes more chances I think when Neptune's does Neptune's is a little more I don't want to say safe but it's definitely more poppy and catchy and you know, more like GP, general public related. Well, Alchemist just does whatever the fuck he wants. Correct. And the shit is, I mean, his shit's impeccable. Mm. I had to go with Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah I, I'm convinced there. I'll go with Alchemist there as well. Um, you know, as much as I like the Neptunes and their, their sound is versatile, but Alchemist, like he's, you know, there's a reason why he's lasted as long as he has. You know, he's, uh, you know, you know, the, uh, you can't you, you can't really name one bad track that he's that he's done really. Uh, whereas with the Neptunes, there could be there could be a few duds here and there. But, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Alchemists to make it to the quarterfinals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one, we've got Madlib versus Just Blaze. Told you I'm going Just Blaze for the entire thing. Over Madlib? Well then. Mark me down for Mad Lib for the entire thing. Yeah, well, you, you got you gotta listen to. It. Remember Blueprint Two's Hovey Baby. That's just playing on the drums. You know, Just Blaze is also an all around musician. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. So I'm more than Mad Lib. Okay. I'm just saying, like, he's an all-around musician. Like, he's, you know, he's done sa- he's done sample beats, original beats. Mm-hmm. You know, like, his distinct sound. And one more argument. NBA Street Volume 2 soundtrack. All just blaze. That's a good soundtrack, I must say. Oh, I was playing that throughout the Midnight League. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm a, off of, uh, I would just say off of, like, pure versatility, uh, creativity. I'm going with Mad Lib on this one, too. I, I, I have to go with Mad Lib. I like Just Blaze, but Mad Lib has to take this one for me. Uh, There's your virtual punch in the face from me. <laughs> but uh, what, what's safe? Yeah, when, you, when you think about this, though, like if you really, really think about this, though, in, in comparing the two, like mm-hmm. Mad Lib versatility is just the, the range is wider. Just Blaze, just compared to Mad Lib, feels formulaic. Like, you almost know what you're going to get out of a Just Blaze beat. You're not really going to be disappointed but you know what you're going to get. Mad Lib can put shit out there that it's like, wait a second, you got to go read the credits. Now, some could look at that as a negative. I personally look at that as a positive because that just shows how well-rounded his sound is. So it's just please as well. put your finger on it. So it's Not just really. Okay. For me, for my ear, for right. my ear, for my ear. That's your Not really. Marsha Ambrose is far, far away. That was just Blaze. 
the song with Bawa. Yeah, obviously Just Blaze because they used the Jay Z sound, the Jay Z song for it. He's moving over, you know, moved over to the um to the uh, dubstep realm. Just Blaze is a dope ass DJ as well. Just Blaze can do all types of records. He can. So was mad, but... He can do. He can do. Just can do records for the club. He can do records for the streets. He can do records for records for the pop charts. He can. He can do it all. I agree. Just not better than Madly. This is where we'll we'll stay separate on this for good. We'll have to. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Who's next? Who's next? Yeah, I mean, it's just Blaze for me with an asterisk because again, I'm not too familiar with Madlib, but I mean, just Blaze did. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I really mean it, and I know the diplomats were a rest in peace. They died two years ago, but that fucking I really mean it song. That's another one of them joints that when it comes on, it just shit gets turned up it. all the way. I love that fucking beat. And see, it is another argument against for Carl because when you think about the diplomat sound. And you think about Just Blaze. Heatmakers also sound similar to him, too, with the style of beats that they did for Diplomats. Diplomats. I, I like it. I like your pick, Lou, because, and you said it fairly with an asterisk, it's okay that you're not familiar right now and you're going the opposite way. That's all good. All right. So we got. Yeah, for me, it's mad. Like, I love Just Blaze, but it's not. The shit Madlib does, I mean, shit. Mad villainy, you know, I told y'all, so that, the reason I told y'all earlier is why I didn't really get into rap heavy until high school. So, I found out about Madlib on the, watching the boondocks and was obsessed and found out on a Delta about the, you know, and that, is like, Doom is easily in my top three favorite rappers. The shit Madlib does on that album 19 years ago, people are still trying to catch up to. So as much as I enjoy Just Blaze's work, it's not really a fair fight. And I, it kind of sucks because the rest of his the rest of my bracket is looking fairly predictable right now. <laughs> because there's certain people who I'm like, yeah, you ain't, you ain't got a stone throwing hell, but uh, yeah, it's mad lib. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Mad Ironic lib. choice of words with stone throwing too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, uh, three three to two, uh, Madlib has it. So Madlib makes it to the quarterfinals. Uh, next round, you kind of gotta give me a minute, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next round, I want to apologize to Manny Fresh, but you're not beating the RZA. Sorry. Not at all. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's... And we just gonna skip. Up. We're just gonna move Temple and up. Uh, well. Uh, not, not, not quite, not quite. Uh, so, um, so even though RZA washed Manny Fresh, um, I mean, Pete Rock versus Timbaland, okay, we're gonna have to have a conversation. Pete Rock. Yeah. I mean, when you Timbo. listen to, 
when you listen to Mecca and the Soul Brother, when you listen to the main ingredient, when you listen to Pete Strumentals, uh, Soul Survivor, even just those records, just those records alone, man. The, the the way Pete Rock like handles soul samples, jazz. He's a, he's a maestro. Timbaland, great, but Pete Rock, man, Pete Rock's got that it's artistry just, right there. The thing is though, and and I love Pete Rock, but it's just mm. like Timbaland, the way he, it's like to me, it's amazing because I'm I'm not you know creative like that. The way he takes just these different sounds and these noises and shit, and he puts them together and makes these these beats, it's like, I find that shit incredible. Like, yeah, P-Rock's come up with some tremendous, tremendous songs, but I think Timbaland is a little more versatile in what he can do as far as, like, just going to different genres. Agreed. Um, and just taking, I mean... I don't know how to explain it because, I mean, y'all are the technical wizards here with the fucking turntables and shit. But it's just the way he puts shit together for me is just like, he wins, but it's not like he's running away from Pete Rock in, in any stretch of the imagination. But I would have to go with Timbaland. You said it correctly. He takes noises. And he can make dope-ass beats out of them. And it's not to say that Picking like picking one over the other means necessarily liking one over the other. Right. I love the main ingredient. It's one of my favorite albums, and I actually think it's better than Mecca and the Soul Brother. But that's another conversation for another day. Mm. Um, <laughs> but when I think about Timbaland, I can also tie a lot of t- like for '90s kids, first dances, his parties, all that kind of stuff in middle and high school. You can tie a Timbaland song back to those moments very much. Um, a lot of his stuff still sounds kind of futuristic today. Yeah. Also, just in the interest of kind of mixing it up just a bit, I'm just like having multiple sample heavy dudes in the final round. <laughs> Yeah, um, does it make for an interesting discussion to me? So <laughs> well, you you made, y'all made valid arguments and points because this is literally this is a battle of to me the second greatest boom bap beat maker ever and a person who was damn near all original. You know, this is the difference between like all original sounds and like Timbaland really didn't sample much. Mm-hmm. Most of his shit was from him, from his brain, and I appreciate that, but. I I just I for this round I have more of a connection to the second greatest boom bap beat maker ever. Okay. Uh, so we got two votes for P Rock, uh, two for Timbaland. Yeah, we got a tiebreaker. Yeah. So, yeah, we need a tiebreaker. So, Carl, who'd you vote? For? Oh, I'm going for Timbaland. Timbaland? Oh, wait, so wait, so so I voted for P Rock. Dan's voted for P Rock. And then the rest of us did Tim. I went to and everybody else was too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so three to two. So okay. All right. So Timbaland, Timbo makes it to the <sighs> quarterfinals. All right. Well said. Wow. You know, it's a tough match right there, but some compelling arguments on both sides. Okay, we're in the elite eight. All right, the elite eight, uh, beginning with uh, the golden age, uh, Marley Marl versus Eric Sermon. Yeah. E Dub versus Marley Marl. Goodbye, Eric Sherman. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm going with Molly Marl on this one. Yeah. 
Everyone's going with Marley Marl? I think that might be a clean sweep. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give Eric Sermon my sympathy vote, but all right. Yeah, I was going to give Eric Sermon my vote. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the Marley Mall has it, so Marley Mall makes it to the quarterfinals, or semifinals, rather. Uh, next one, we got... Uh, well, this this one's going to be tough. Ooh! We got, we got Primo versus Dilla. Jay Dilla saved my life. Okay. All right. Got one for Dilla. This is Primo. Okay. One for Primo. Primo, man. And Jay, see, and it's it's because Jay Dilla could do what Premier does, but he adds extra sauce in it that it's going to catch the, the, non, the non-average the non ear will be like, holy shit, yo, he did what in that? Premieres, this goes back to the word of formulaic. You know what you're going to get. Even though Premier has done like pop tracks and other stuff like he's done a lot of work with a lot of people. But Jay Dilla said, I'm sorry if there's any person I'm carrying to the top. Rest in peace to Jay Dilla all day. There was a point in my life when I didn't even know there were other like producers out there. Like there was some point, there was some point there in like the mid, like end of the '90s where I, everything that I was listening to at some point was all fucking premiere. It was ridiculous, and it wasn't even like I was looking for it. It was just everything was fucking primo, every fucking beat. Like it was crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna rock with primo. Okay. By a hair. That was hard. Mm. Yeah, so we got. Right. What you got, Sean? I gotta rock with Dilla on this one. Ooh. Like, oh, it's down to you. Yeah. 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 Oh, d- uh, did you have uh, uh, more, uh, Sean? Or? I mean, just surely when you think about what you're comparing, it's like. What do they both do that kind of makes them special? Because Dilla can do everything Primo can do, mm. but slightly better. Mm. And it's and it's really by a hair, but he does it so well. Um, Dilla's chops, like the way that he chops his samples, the way he sets his drums, his timing, it was special. And yeah, it's it's a hard choice to make because I love DJ Premier, but it really comes down to I'll put it this way. Even though there are other people obviously producing on that project, and we just take it out of the hip hop room real quick. D'Angelo's voodoo. Dilla's hands are in that. Mm. Commons like water for chocolate. Like, Buster Rhymes, the Genesis album. That's right. Dilla is the only posthumous producer, the only producer who has passed who it is still hotly contested about how much work he actually still has available. Mm. And people, there's a lot of rappers who would 
you know, bend over backwards to get a CD of Dilla Beats. And luckily for us as fans, and, you know, I really hope everybody reads the, the Dilla biography. Uh, Dilla was so bad, like Dilla hated the business side of things so much that it was so disorganized. There are Dilla Beats everywhere. Like, everybody just got, like, he just give people CDs on the random. So, we will hear Dilla Beats forever, probably. Because yeah, he, right. he was that dope. So, yeah, I got to give it to Jay Dilla. Yeah, and, and when you've mentioned shit like that, like, House Shoes is one of them guys that's got, like, exclusive access to that stuff. Miss Yancey is still holding on to so much of his stuff that she gives the right people access to. And, yeah, like you said, so many of those Dilla beat tapes, like, I for damn sure has never heard. For damn sure. Is this it? That is just... Yes, read it, top it. It is, so, it is an amazing read. Yeah. But you mentioned his drums, like, Premier, when you know the drums, you know you're going to get the, you know, you're going to get it on the, you know, you're going to get the, the, the four count. Easy. No problem. Dilla's drum patterns on them NPCs was like a live drummer playing. And I've heard Chris Love talk about sometimes how hard it was to catch some of Dilla's drum patterns that he was tapping out that would, to the common ear, would maybe sound slightly offbeat. But to the musician, it literally was, how the fuck did he do that? Dilla's just made people say how the hell did this man do that and then to think he was tapping out beats from his hospital bed all the way till his passing yeah Uh, yeah and just on that note and I'm gonna I should probably try to get a check off this book because I'm promoting it so hard but I love that book I just ordered it yo (laughs) when you learn like Dilla just wasn't just sick for like six months and then he passed no Dilla was sick for like five six years like pretty much well into the aughts he was very ill and for years he was going through he was going to dialysis multiple times a week and still tapping out beats like crazy still traveling still doing shows had his mom bring the equipment to the hospital room and they allowed him to set it up. Like, when they say that he died from complications from lupus, that was the second thing they found. That was way, that was later. That was like towards the end. And it's, the Dilla story is one that needs to be better told in hip-hop because we have so many people who I would consider culture vultures who worship the man but do not understand him. Like, and I'm going to be on my soapbox for one minute, so I apologize, fellas. But every person who comes around and talks about, oh, Dilla was for the consciousness. I'm like, Jay Dilla was probably the most ratchet dude (laughs) in the game. Like, Dilla loved the strippers. Dilla would have loved two chains. Big facts. Big facts. Loved the strippers. Dilla had two babies. Dilla had project, you know, twins. He had multiple kids by multiple ones. Like, Dilla was out in these streets, yo. <laughs> Love money. Love shining. Love flashing. So, 
what I feel like as a fan, my responsibility to other hip hop heads is to tell them the truth. Like, I know y'all love Dilla because he makes soulful shit. But soulful brothers like the strip club too. And yo, and that same argument, yo, it goes for like, you know when people are talking, I'm sorry for the sidebar, y'all, because Sean's brought up some fucking amazing shit that's like triggered me. You know how people be like, oh, Big and Pac would roll over in their grave if they heard some of these new rappers today? I guarantee you that Big and or Pac would probably rap with a lot of these young cats today. Every one of them. Every one of them. And when they were saying that, when like Atlanta really got big in the aughts, I'm like, Big would have loved niggas like Jeezy and T.I. Right. Because they were rappers, rappers. So they knew what was good. Like, I feel like in hip-hop, it got to a point where the different communities kind of stood aside from one another. And it's almost like the, the yo-yo on uh, Little Brothers The Listening, where they call out the fact that, bruh, you in sandals and capris, like, that's not really what we're about. We're glad mm-hmm. to kind of get, give that energy, but nah, we're just regular dudes. We're not trying to necessarily fight the power. And Ninth has said that in interviews. He's like, name one time where we mentioned the struggle or Mamiya. Like, that wasn't the tip we were on, and they put people in that box because that's what they want them to represent. Because they feel like... You don't they, know man, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spit some Trick Daddy next poetry night. <laughs> By the way, I fucking love Thug.com. Mm. Yeah. Big facts. Big facts. Mm. But yeah, we sidelined. Sorry, yeah. y'all. Yeah, we did. We so, did. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jay Dilla, one of the final Final Four uh, uh, recipients. So making it to the Final Four. Next one, uh, we got The Alchemist versus Mad Lib. This one. See you later, Al. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I'm going with you, Dan, on this one. Yeah. It's not even difficult. Mm. And, uh, Lou, who you got? I mean, I'll defer to you guys. I'm not going to fuck up the clean sweep just yeah. because I'm unfamiliar with Mad Lib. So, okay. Yeah. Just go ahead and add to it. I got to do my. Dan, you got to send me some, some, some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, I got you tomorrow because uh, you know I gotta go in and wrap up my night. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, one thing I wanted to, well, I mean, I wanted to ask this, but looking at this list, I don't know who you would have replaced it with. But I was wondering where Eric B was at. But looking at this list, I don't see who you would have dropped to include Eric B. Eric B really doesn't make the list. Eric B really didn't even make the beats. Eric B gets credit as a producer. This is the differentiation that I, I didn't educate everybody on, but I told everybody, go do the homework. Eric B is a producer. Because here's a, here's a basic example of how you can become a producer. And how a lot of people got missed out on credits back in the day. You, Lou, you're the guy who brought the vinyl into the session. I'm there on the NPC. Yo, try this loop right here. Yo, try this sample right here. Yo, yo, get the drums off of this record right here. You contributed to the record. 
you are now partially a producer of that record. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. So who the fuck, you who didn't have came to up with out those, the beats. Yeah. Who the fuck came up with Don't Sweat the Technique then? Because he's listed as the guy, like, you know what I'm uh, we got We got to dig into that. But oh, I know, right, but okay. Sleeper, Sleeper Cell in that equation is how well out. Rakim played drums on a lot of his shit. Rakim played, I think he might have played guitar on some of his stuff. But he oh, definitely shit. played drums on a lot of his stuff. Wow. Just like how people are figuring out now. How Flavor Flav can play oh, like he plays like six eight instruments. I didn't even know that shit. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I always thought Flavor Flav was just fucking, yeah, boy. Like, the hype <laughs> man. Nah, you. Come to find out, he plays 16 fucking different instruments. Well. Man. Like, genius right there. It's crazy. Yeah, you actually learned something from the Flavor of Love. <laughs> sleep, sleep, sleep on that man's roach-like looks all you want. Burnt roach, my bad. Burnt roach. <laughs> oh man, face for your face. But yeah. Oh man. my god. Man. I, don't know why I, just thought of that. I don't know why I just thought of the roast, the Comedy Central roast. Oh uh, yeah. Greg Gerardo said he looks like a skeleton wrapped in electrical tape. That shit. <laughs> I almost shit myself. <laughs> that was bad. That was oh so bad. But uh, oh man, but yeah, Mad Mad Lib makes it to the final four. And uh, last but not least, we got RZA versus Timbaland. The Abbott versus Timbo. So the ending has got the W up. Mm-hmm. Wu Tang style. It's Shaolin bias all day. <laughs> he would, oh, I wish you would. Oh, I wish he was on the in the tournament when he, when uh, Donnie Battle was here. Oh man, he would. He just never liked Wu. So like Wu was. Oh, I I listened and I almost turned the podcast. <laughs> but he was an interesting brother. He was an interesting brother. That's my yeah. That's my bit. That's my big brother. Yeah. <laughs> so you got the the Abbott. Yeah, uh, no, I'm a, I'm a rock with Tim. I'm a rock okay. with Tim. If Justin ain't gonna make it, I'm a rock with Tim. Okay. So you got one for Timbo, one for. And don't and don't talk that versatility shit because RZA does movie sports. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's why I was like that. That argument's out the window. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm sitting here like picking at my beard because I'm like, goddamn, I, I can't say. You know, I talk about Timberland's creativity. But who's more creative than RZA? Like RZA's creating soundtracks for anime. He's doing all these different Wu Tang artist albums, like you know what I mean. He's uh, he Afro do, Samurai. Didn't he Afro do Afro Samurai? Sam- yeah, I was gonna say, didn't he yeah, do Afro, Afro Samurai? Samurai. Um, he made his own kung fu movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that Kill Bill soundtrack. That was the yeah. shit too. Ghost Dog sound, the Ghost Dog yeah, soundtrack was hard body. Yep. Yeah, it'll be out there, so bro, it's RZA, uh-huh. fucking all day. It's RZA, RZA. Yeah, I gotta go. I'll with, take it. Yeah, I gotta go with the RZA as well. You know. Um, I feel like I'm taking Mad Alice right <laughs> in this tournament. <laughs> All right. So we got our final four right here to wrap wrap it up. Right. Mm. Carl, it's okay. It's okay. Usually it's Vicka taking all the L's. You know? Hey, you know, it's, it's, the tide has to turn at some point. <laughs> all right. So, you know, we're rounding third headed for home in the final four. We got uh, Marley Marl versus Mad Lib. Mm. Golden Age. Versus the modern era. Ooh. Hold Ooh. on, that's how that lined up, or you're taking the lowest, 
the lowest seeds in putting it against? Uh, oh, no. no, that's how it no. lined up. Nope, that's how it lined up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Marley Mall versus Mad Lib. It's Mad Lib for me. Okay. Okay, this, 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 this is where, unfortunately, the, fa- the father of this, of this sound, you, you, you know, some could arguably say he's like the father of, you know, what we know of today in rap, what we know of just in beat making in general. You gotta lose sometime, and he's losing right now. It's a Mad Lib. Yep. All right. So one for Mad Lib. Uh, Sean, what you got? I'm gonna go with Mad Lib. I feel bad because Lou has not really heard a. I don't know what you've heard from Mad Lib, but I'm like, damn, I wish we could play something for him so he could be right. Have yeah. something to kind of go off. But, like I'm sure I've heard, I've heard some of his stuff. I just wasn't familiar, like. Who did it? I'm, I'm sure I've heard it because I've listened to MF Doom plenty of times. So um, you've heard the Mad sure Villain now. I'm pretty sure I listened to Mad Villainy at some point. So, I mean, damn, again, fuck. Y'all gonna make me pick? Yeah, I'll go. With, I gotta go with Mad Lib. And that's. It's okay to stay New York, Lou. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Molly Mall. You give okay. him one vote. Okay. You give Marley one vote. All right, one vote for Marley Mom. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mad Lib to make it oh. to like the finals. So, yeah. So, but but great effort on Marley Marl's part in this. Oh, tournament. absolutely. But absolutely, yeah. we. Oh man. But yeah, Mad Lib. Way too bad, lad. He is just. Oh. He was going. He was going Molly Mom all the way. Oh. Uh, man, he was going Molly Mom. Next one, next one for the final four. Uh, we've got Jay Dilla versus the RZA. Who's gonna make it to the finals in this one, big Joe? I'll get out the way. No Shaolin bias here. Dilla's my goat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll rock. I'll rock with Dilla. All right, two for Dilla. That donut. I'll go with James Yancey. Yeah. All right, three. RZA. RZA. Um. I'll throw a sympathy vote for RZA. So it's three to two in favor of Dilla. So now we got our final, final matchup, ladies and uh, party people, gentlemen. Uh, who is going to take this tournament? We got Mad Lib versus Jay Dilla for the World Heavyweight Championship. The trophy. The, the, you know, the, the irony of this final round and being so similar to the album that they made called Champion Sound. Hmm. Yep. It's Dilla. It's yeah. the goal. I'm hmm. sorry. And 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 even with knowing, even with knowing how jealous Dilla was in some respects, and I, he said it in interviews on like, yo, what the fuck is Mad Lib doing? Hmm. He, like he like literally was on like that type of time. Like, and I'm sure Sean, because you you kind of showed your connection with me very easily. In this conversation, I'm sure you've heard that. I'm sure you're aware of it. But it's still Dilla. Because Dilla, again, he can do everything everybody we mentioned tonight. He can do that with just that little bit of seasoning that just makes it better than everybody else. Mm. You know, what's tough here is, like, they only had so much time together and around each other, but... Dilla, like, Dilla kind of came out the gate swinging. Like, you know, he was really bought into the game by tip. 
Q-Tip kind of, you know, really put him on. And then as things in his career slowed down, especially as he started to struggle with his health, a lot of his children started to pop up. So he saw what Madlib was doing, and that's how you get to Donuts. And then he sees, and he was very honest about the fact that he was like, yo, I love what these dudes are doing. Talking about Madlib, talking about uh, Ninth Wonder, talking about Kanye. But also at the same time being like, fuck these niggas. Like, and it wasn't from a place of hate. It was that he competitive spirit, like that competitive spirit that's in you know that's just a part of rap, part of hip hop, and it was the same thing that you know Pete Rock and Q Tip, Ip and Lodge were doing when they first heard Dilla for the first time. Like, what the fuck is this kid from Detroit doing? And like Jazzy Jeff said it too. Like another glaring omission on this list, by the way. Um... But yeah, so it, it's Dilla. It's it's a bloodbath. If we went song for song right now, we could go for hours. But it's Dilla. It's a bloodbath, but both of them are bleeding. God. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's not a one. Yeah. It's not a one-sided bloodbath. This is this is rest in peace to the legendary funk. This is. 1995-1996 King of Death matches Terry Funk versus Cactus Jack. Yep. They both like someone's crawling out of the ring at the end of this match. Like yeah. that's what this looks like. Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, when the when not when all the blood and the thumbtacks and the barbed wire are cleared out of the ring. I think Jay Dell is going to be the one staying on his, on his two feet with his hand raised. I mean, there's a reason why, like, even to this day, even though, you know, Dill has been, he's, 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 gone, he's been gone a long time, where to this day, like, you can only imagine what hip-hop would look like today had, had Dilla still been around, still making beats now, you know, because who knows how many how many beats he's made before his passing, how many tracks that we haven't heard. Yeah. And, like, there's so... It's, it's like, it's like he, he... Even even now, he's still teaching, you know, up-and-coming beat makers from, from the great beyond. Uh, yeah, I, I, I gotta go with Dilla for this one, for sure, man. Mad Lib is this, this close, but... Dilla is just... I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, as we wrap up, uh, send me a final copy of this. I gotta uh, send that out. I gotta send that out to yep. a lot of people. But yeah, uh, uh, you, and you know what, Carl? In in you send and shout out to the homie Bad Lad. But I I don't know him well enough other than listening to y'all on the pod with him and the time I got to pod with him. Yeah, that brother is stuck. He's stuck in an era. That's where I get where you could say he would have picked Marley Mall because he, as he mentioned it several times over, he is not ashamed of the era he's locked into. He is not ashamed about it at all. So I could get where he could think of Marley Mall would be. And the Mall, like I guess said Marley Mall is like the father of what we got today in right. multiple ways. 
everybody, just like how everybody in the hip hop culture, when, when it comes to hip hop music is concerned, everybody owes Cool Herc a check. Every beat maker owes Molly Marl a check. Correct. Especially if you call yourself a remixer, for sure. Everybody owes Molly Marl a check. And he's still killing it to this day. He's still on the radio. 12 o'clock lunch mix on BLS all the time. Like, still puts down dope mixes. Great house music mixer, too, by the way, which is another one of my life buds. But I can see why a brother like that would be like this. Wait till you send it out and everybody shoots back on some. Yo, how the fuck did Dre get knocked out in the first round? Yo, send it to me. I'm going to send it to Franchise and they'll talk. Um... They will odds are they will probably talk about it on the franchise report tomorrow. Yep. I'll send it to no, all the people. No, have me have let them let them have me as like a call-in guest to explain this. Like, yo, like <laughs> there was a reason. There was a reason. I that's Sean, I think our reasoning was fairly legit, though it felt unfair, is still fuck you, Victor, for the way he bracket made it. Someone's feelings were gonna get hurt the way they right. You said it. Up. You said it. You said it. I'm still salty about. Ju- I'm still salty about just. Well, y'all can send your hate mail to Codex Prime Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> like, how was this created? Did you guys just throw the names in there and it shuffled, or you well, actually put it together? Well, what Victor I, on a two thousand milligram edible. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I okay, what what I did was I, I went on random.org. And then I sh- I hit shuffle like two or three times, and then on the third time I was like, all right, you know what, you know some some of these some of these some of these rounds look really way too random from for, for my taste. Like for example, I had like uh, Swiss beats versus uh, Swiss beats versus just just Blaze or like Ninth Wonder versus uh, DJ Premier. I was like, you know what, let me just let me just mix things up a little bit. So that's why I put all the golden era. Old, old school producers on like one part of the bracket and then the rest I was kind of like piecing together okay what would make an interesting round right. that was the that was the word like what would be interesting what would what would generate what would, some stimulating some, debate yeah, right. I think I think y'all are being you know. a little too hard on fake over here I think he put no, it no, no 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 yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he ain't pulling back he his no, 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 no. see thank you Lou Lou, Lou understands the truth Carl, man listen Carl this guy's trying to make list. good content Carl sent me this list like at least a week or two ago, and I just I I I I'm first besides being y'all friends, I'm a fan. I watch, well I don't watch, but I listen to how many of these tournaments were crafted. Victor ain't getting off the hook with this randomizer.com joint. He ain't getting off the hook because I because I listen to Carl struggle. On some like yo, with less words of fuck you, Victor, you know, <laughs> with less words on like yo, how did you do this? Why did you do this? Why? And Victor knows exactly what he's doing. The brother is one of the smartest people we all know. He knew exactly what he was doing. Dan got. We ain't getting off the hook. Dan got that text message with that list. He emailed it to himself. He printed it out and then he crumpled it up and threw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I killed the tree. I killed that's the how, tree. That's how mad he got. <laughs> oh man, but uh, but yeah, you know, you know, like I said, uh, oh man, you know, podcast at gmail.com. Um, but also, but but thank you, gentlemen, uh, for for your participation in this tournament and for you know 
once again, just chopping it up on Codex Prime Podcast. Uh, you know, really, really appreciate y- your perspective. But there will be more tournaments uh, in the future for sure. Uh, one one idea for I have for a future tournament is a uh, best film directors uh, tournament. So I got some ideas for that. Mm. Um, that's a Vic, that's a Victor ass tournament. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll I'll throw I'll throw some some uh, some more uh, mainstream names in there. Uh, you know, with a, uh, with a lot of juices, right? Juicy. But uh, but yeah, the oh, October's coming up, so I may have a horror movie tournament. So that's gonna be oh, call me for that. All right, uh, that's gonna be some hot fire, some eight twenty four joints up in there. So uh, a Serb a Serbian film takes me. I I, <laughs> you I, I haven't seen that. Hell no. Which one? A Serbian film. Oh, I don't a know. Serbian man. film. That might be too extreme for me. Don't. What? It's yeah. up there. It's up there with uh, strange thing about the. No, I mean, actually, no. I don't want to say it's that. Cause it's worse strange thing about the Johnson. Strange thing about the Johnson. Strange thing about Johnson. Way is worse. Fucking traumatic. But this yeah. movie's way fucking worse. Cannibal Holocaust? Everywhere. It's way worse than Hannibal, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, it's, Cannibal it's Holocaust really is life. Victor, what? this movie, this movie legitimately took a month plus to wipe the stain out yeah. of my memory. I think it took, I think yeah. it took a year off my life, honestly, when I saw it. That fucking movie. It really, <laughs> it's Sean's face, like, yeah, really. It really, yeah, it's really just, just <laughs> in ways that I didn't even understand. And to be real, I seen it twice because I didn't believe and I seen it twice, but like back to back on some I didn't believe what the fuck I saw. <laughs> so this is this is my tip to you. Yeah. And I, I know we'll give where we can follow each other. And I normally don't shout out other people that don't follow me back. But there's a channel on YouTube called Spooky Rice. I don't know if you're familiar with that kid. He does a series called, or just Google, or YouTube Disturbing Breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And that kid's channel does the disturbing breakdown for tons of horror movies. But watch the one for a Serbian film. You watch that, you won't have to watch the movie. Trust me when I tell you. I I would say first of all, don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that, I'm if, with Luke. if you want to go down that rabbit hole, I would suggest knowing your background and things that you've already seen. I would say just watch it and experience it, and then maybe if you want to watch like one of these recap channels, you can do that. But I think you do yourself a disservice if you listen to someone's recap instead of actually watching it because it's fucking that bit. Oh, nah, Lou, nah, Lou. This, 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 this is the one movie I always refer people to watch that recap over the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because because of what it did to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm being the nice friend and say trust me when I tell you it it literally was that fucked up. But this is Victor. Uh, yes, you gained that reputation, Vic, Vic sir. Was all, Vic was all fucking up in arms about that movie on the ship where people were throwing up on each other and whatever the fuck was oh, going on. Oh, Triangle of Sadness? Oh, Triangle of Sadness? Yeah. Dan, don't don't associate. Triangle of Sadness. He threw up the rock. <laughs> 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 
I mean, like, listen, I, I have limits, man. Like, Cannibal Holocaust, man, made me downright mad. And, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You man. couldn't wait till the so podcast to cut me out. <laughs> so, um, Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust is lightweight compared to it. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah, like, Serbian film is banned in many places. Uh, I've heard. You seen, or have you seen Solo, Victor? I know, I'm sure you've seen Solo. I've heard of it. 20 Days of Sodom. Oh, I've heard of That's that. It's another one that compared to a Serbian film, like those two movies, like, be flip flopping on, like, one and two, most, like, most disturbing, craziest horror, psychotic thriller flicks ever listed. Mm. Uh, I would watch Martyrs is up there too because of how crazy that movie was. Yeah, uh, Martyrs, Martyrs is Solo. up there too, and not the remake Martyrs, the original Martyrs, the the foreign film, because oh, they did a remake and it was not great. You got some homework, Vic? No, I ain't doing that homework. Yes. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, 100, 100% if you do the horror movie one, I, I want in on that. All right. But, but yeah. Um, but, yeah, once again, thank you, gentlemen, uh, for this tournament. Um, but, yeah, more, more to come. Uh, we got some more. Got some got some tracks to listen to for sure. I'm going to definitely add some Jay Dilla and Mad Lib to my playlist, to my commute tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, before we wrap up, um, any, any final plugs uh, that you want to let the good people know what you got going on? Nah. No, <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here for. I'm here for the love, bro. I'm here for the. I got an invite and I appreciate it. And I'm not here to plug anything. I'm just here to show love to the Codex. That's right. what it's all about. Appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Man, thank you. That's what's Fuck up. Dad. Go follow the hat too. <laughs> Trash boys. Yo, Midnight League's almost done, so I'll, I'll be on. I'll be in um uh, wit talk conversations. Sean, you got anything? Uh, I mean, we're still, we got a couple things cooking for Black Nerd Book Club. We have an event at Troop PVD on Valley Street this week on Friday. Um, With yours truly on the turntables. Nice. Yes, indeed. Um, Our newest board member, by the way. And, yeah, we, you know... A lot of dope shit happening with Black Nerd Book Club. We have a partnership with uh, one of the community centers here in Providence now where we're hosting our events regularly, so that's really dope. We get to read the kids, hand out comics, all that. Um, And we're trying to start planning some stuff to have the adults come out and come kick it with us. So you'll hear more about that uh, in the coming months. But, yo, thanks for having me again. Good. Always a good time. Stay in touch with me and let, let me know how the Star Five podcast can help. Yeah, bad, bad. Appreciate it, brother. Oh, real quick, once before we drop out, Dan, what did you think of uh, Melly Mel's minute and twenty seconds of fury that <laughs> he put out? I heard about that. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh man, I felt like it was like a time machine. Like, Dude, why they let Pee Wee Herman in the Hall of Fame? Like, come on, like, dog. I know you you're from a from the old school and all that, but he's still rapping like it's 1986. It was like 86. 6. <laughs> 79. Dude, that, I was gonna say that was 80. That was the year about brother was born. Raps. You can say you embarrassed like a roach came out of your bag. Like a roach came out of your bag. <laughs> like, what? Melly Mel uh
Yeah, that happened. That's a thing. That's a thing. I was so confused. I was so confused because I didn't know what was going on with that. All right, so here, so Victor, please go, please go. I don't remember the name of the song that Eminem was on. But he was doing a feature for one of his new artists. And Eminem eviscerated two people in a matter of probably a total of 8 to 16 bars. Like, he clapped at Melly Mel because Melly Mel started this shit by saying, oh, Eminem is getting the pub that he's getting because he's white. And so M shot a couple bars at him talking about you look, you know, pretty much talking about you look like you're still on that juice. Mm-hmm. And then he eviscerated game by saying, oh, they're still talking, still making an argument about my music ain't being played in the clubs. And you only know this because you only perform in the clubs. Hey, <laughs> wow. But Melly Mel decided because of those little bars, and this is hip hop, battle rap is a part of hip hop. Melly Mel decided to come out with an entire diss track of fucking embarrassment. <laughs> wow. A- an absolute embarrassment. Literally, literally call, call, while you sit there, please pull it up and let Victor hear it post-show. It's You're going to come back and be like, next week, I want to hear y'all open the show about this track again. <laughs> I, I, I will be listening. Y'all know I listen. Yeah. I want to hear your take on the show next week. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen because, to But we talked about it on the Star 5 podcast, the starfivepodcast.com. We talked about it, I think, two weeks ago when it first came out. And shout out to the homie Big O. He was just like, yo, that roach came out of your book bag line. That, that kind of hit home because he told the story on that episode about a roach crawling out of his book bag back in the day at school. Oh <laughs> and it was hilarious. But the starfivepodcast.com, the star, I mean, Dan the Mayor on TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, this year's J1 Con, Blackfinity Gauntlet panel discussion. Yes, yes, the WrestleTalk yes. edition of the Blackfinity Gauntlet. I got a lot of dope people coming through from the WrestleTalk space and from Rhode Island. The UWO podcast is going to be down there, part yeah. of this panel. Nice. Brian, Brian. And Kyle are both coming through. Rest in peace to Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I talked you know to him. I talked to him. He's my daughter's godfather. I talked to him. He's just nah, only taking a little not, time off. That's that's literally one of those you gotta be a fan to, to, to know their joke. The brothers living, we know that. But yeah, the Wrestle Talk panel discussion at this year's J One Con is gonna be fire. I got a lot of the dopest, most well thought out and insightful people to talk about professional wrestling, but more importantly, to talk about making the wrestle talk space less toxic Thank and you. a lot better of a place. Hmm. That's right that's really what this discussion is going to be about. But the start of our podcast this week, since I'm talking about wrestling, we are doing a wrestling theme song tournament. We hmm. picked, we all picked eight joints. So it's going to be, I think another 32 tournament uh, joint. And we picked some fire. Okay. I can just run down my, but for for y'all intrigued to listen, my my group, my list, which is the Shockmaster division, I picked RVD's Walk, 
the Sandman into Sandman. Hmm. I picked Visionary by Seth Rollins. I picked Cody Rhodes' Kingdom. Adam Cole's All About the Boom, the AEW, which is the better than the NXT. I picked, I hope I, yeah, I didn't lose y'all. I picked, um, what else did I pick? What else did I pick? I picked New Jacks, a.k.a. the Gangsters, Natural Born Killers, JYD's Another One Bites the Dust, and the NWO theme song. Oh shit. Nice. Now, if, if y'all if y'all don't mind, if y'all want, I can give y'all the rest if you'd like. But I know y'all want to close out. Yeah. I did want to say, yeah. Victor, yeah. if you've ever seen that episode of the Boondocks where Granddad battled yes. Nuggets, <laughs> that is the Marley Marley. Because your ass is old. Oh, now I need to see this. Oh, I oh. have it pulled up ready. Oh, good. This is a selling point, so I'm going to watch this right now. I'm a, I'll, I'll talk about it next week. because your ass is old. <laughs> oh, this word. Oh, I, I think I'll be thoroughly entertained. Appreciate y'all. It's all love. Yeah. All right. yep. Dan, I'm definitely going to connect with you on TikTok. And Codex Prime, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Y'all are, you're our sponsor now. Yeah. All right, y'all. Happy to be here. Yeah, Welcome absolutely. to the board, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and as always, thank y'all for watching and listening. Uh, as always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.